Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Okay. Do you listen to the Chicago soundtrack regularly? Um, not recently. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Because can I tell you, of all the movies we've watched, yeah. you talk about Chicago so much. <laughs> like much more I than Silence it. of the Lambs. You yeah, talk I about do, Chicago. I do talk about it. You know, I went through a phase few years ago when I worked in retail and I would close at the end of the night, I would always play music and Chicago was like... Really? Was one of the soundtracks we would put on because people like it. People really... It's easy, yeah. It's easy. And we'll get into all of that. We'll get into that, yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. But, yes. But welcome back! Hi, Dee! How are you? Good, how are you? Good! Talk talk to us about... uh, Listeners. Listeners. You've been listening to us week to week. Yes. But I've been gone for almost three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I... You, You did mention it when we recorded Gladiator. Yes, I did. I went on a... European (laughs) adventure. I went to Spain. I went to my cousin's wedding, and then I did a cruise along the Mediterranean. Um, And I'm I'm very tan. Yeah, more than even as a brown person. (laughs) No, it's like it's October, and I'm I was like doing my makeup today, and I was like, oh, I'm still in my summer color. Like I'm not in my winter fall color yet. Yeah, so it's an adjustment (laughs) for sure. Really hard on me though right now. How was it? It was great. It was so nice to not be at work yeah, and to be somewhere else, to not have to go to work, to have people wait on you yeah. all day. How was the cruise? Okay. I was really concerned about the cruise. Okay. I'd never done one before. Okay, okay, okay. My concerns were valid. My main concern was like, we're going to these great places. Like we went to three different cities in Italy and mm. a cup, two in Spain and one in France. Wow. And I was like, I really want to like explore and I'm not going to have the time. And those concerns were valid. Yeah, still, we did yeah. not have the time. You don't go to Rome and have like three hours. And, exactly. Like, yeah. like the port that we got to for Rome is two hours away from Rome. So oh, you, wow. you have to spend two hours driving to Rome. Yeah. Then we had like three, four hours to like tour oh, around. That's like, you see two things. Well, we did a hop on hop off tour. Okay. And we did see two things. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Coliseum, yeah. basically, and the Trevi Fountain, yeah. which were the two things that I wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, fair enough. So I did get them done. But like while we were there, I was saying to my dad, like, oh no, I'm going to have to come back yeah. someday and like do this in a couple of days because you don't get that time to really like go around a city. So that my concerns were valid in that, but I actually really loved the cruise. The cruise experience. It's like a really fun hotel resort on the water. water. I was going to say ocean, but we weren't on the ocean. We were on the Mediterranean Sea. (laughs) Was it very deliberate? It was like, no, (laughs) yes and no. Yeah. And that the ship is like pretty wild. There was a casino yeah, on the yeah, ship. Yeah. There's like fun activities. There's like a whole water park. Yeah. I did not partake. I'm not a water activities yeah. person, but like there was a lot of stuff to do. Um, and like buffets are great. Restaurants. Yeah, yeah. The restaurants of this one were like not, they were so so, 
But the specialty dining, you have to pay extra for. Yeah. But the specialty dining was, like, really fantastic. Yeah. And it was just nice. Like, every night at dinner, Don would come by and he would pour me, like, a Pepsi Zero. <laughs> he yeah. knew my drink. There was one night he wasn't there. And then he came a little bit later. And he was like, you don't have your drink. And he, yeah. like, ran oh, and got cute. it for me. Yeah. Like, I just... Did you tip him well? So, tip was you get like built, you, in. built into your okay. price. Yeah. Like, you pay that separately. Yeah. So, everybody gets it. But I think I did give him a couple of euros one yeah. day. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but it was just a lot of fun. It was nice to like have everything done for you. Somebody cleans your room twice a day. Twice a day. Two times. Two times. Yeah. Yeah. We also like scammed the system a little bit. My dad requested a handicap room. So ours was quite big. Um, And like at the other rooms I looked at, they were all very small. So like I think I liked it a lot too because we had had the larger room. We had space. So there was that too. But. It was just, it was really That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you had a good vacation. I am too. Everyone deserves a nice, like, solid vacation. Yeah. My tip for anybody that wants to do cruises yeah. in the future, go somewhere where you can just, like, relax. Yeah, where you're not concerned about the sightseeing. Yes. Yeah, the excursion. So, like, I would do, an- we're looking and doing another one for yeah. next yeah. year. And we're thinking, like, Bahamas, Jamaica. Yes, like, somewhere some else, islands. like, go see an island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of cruise ships apparently now own private islands. Yeah. And that's where they cruise, too. Yeah. So, I would do that. I wouldn't maybe do, like, bigger cities again. Although, I did see one that was, like, Asia. And it starts in Mumbai. It goes to Goa. But it's like a 30-day cruise or something? It's like 14 days. Yeah. And you have a few days at sea. Okay. But it does like Mumbai, Goa. Um, I think it went to Thailand, Malaysia, yeah. and Singapore. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that might be cool. Yeah. But yeah. you also want time in Singapore and Malaysia. and like. Well, some of those have like two days. You oh, have two days in decent, Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've also heard an Alaskan cruise is really good from yes. multiple people that My it's like much better than you think. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, they loved it, but I don't know if I want to go to Alaska. That's not me. Yeah, like when you look at me, do you think no, Alaska? I don't. That's true. I don't think yeah. that, but <laughs> I don't I instantly go Alaska. But but that's great. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad you had a great time. I am too. I want you to go on a cruise. Yeah, I. I so my family has like talked because we because we did a family vacation in February when yeah. we went to the Middle East. And uh, we've talked about, like, our next one being a cruise. Yeah. Just keeping it easy and simple and not, because that was a lot of work. <laughs> but So the only thing is, it was a group of about 17 of us. Yeah. Porting in those places and, like, keeping track of all 17 people, that's not, that's yeah. difficult. That's a lot, yeah. yeah. That's definitely, and, like, we're three families, really. Like, it's my family, my sister's family, my parents and my brother. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I think for my parents, because they're older and, yeah. like, walking around, it's just a very relaxing, like... At sea. And they've been on a cruise. I've there never been go. on a cruise. Oh. I've done some fair travel. I think you me. should do it. Yeah, I think I'll I'd like it too. I'll come with you guys. Oh my God, absolutely. Okay. You'll totally be welcome. <laughs> I'll babysit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Built in babysitter. Yeah, built in babysitter. Yeah. I'll do it. There you go. But uh, I'm so glad you had a good time. That's yeah. awesome. I'm but- so glad we also mentioned that you were going on vacation. I listened to yeah. this week's episode and we sound like dicks. We sound like dicks. <laughs> I was editing the episode and I was just, I literally started it and I was just like, Mita, we're talking about the Kardashians. <laughs> when the world. When the world is in a real state right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so, and I, you, I was like, no, you don't have to. We could just talk about it at the end. And you were like, no, let me just say it. It sounds weird. Yeah. So you said it and I'm like, yo best decision because otherwise we sound so tone deaf but also there was an update with the kardashians too i mean that was needed <laughs> everyone needed to know that but we are back no, on i mean s- like from what we talked about 
Yeah, Kim's birthday happened. Kim's birthday yeah. happened, and Courtney wished her a happy birthday. Yeah, so. oh my god. So I know. just wanted, yeah. I needed to put that out there. There's but, peace there. There's peace there as well. Yeah. So we actually recorded, just so our listeners know, five episodes in two weeks. That was yeah. actually, so that's why our, like, in retrospect, it's really hard. We haven't talked about a lot of stuff. That yeah. is that, forget the stuff in the Middle East from a second, because we'll talk about it, but a lot of movies releasing even. Yeah. Kardashians. There's a lot, like, our small talk did seem a little stale. Dated. Dated yeah. and stale. But we are back on schedule. This episode is going to release on November 1st. So it's, uh, it is timely. Yes. But I must say, I really did miss you. I missed I miss you. Do, I really miss doing this. I yeah. missed our recordings and I missed having this opportunity, especially because the last two weeks, were have, rough. they were rough. Yeah. They were really rough. And uh, everything that's happening in the Middle East right now is really, I think, upsetting for pretty much everybody to some degree, to, like I think most people. And this was really, a, it's a nice opportunity for reprieve. Mm-hmm. And I don't think friv- to be frivolous or to be dismissive, but it's nice to have an escape. Yes. But also... It's important to have I think an it's important too. to have an escape as well. Like, because, I think, like, even before coming here, I was looking at things on Instagram yeah. again. Because how do you escape that? You can't, yeah. And, like, I was feeling very low. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, we're going to go have a conversation. Yeah. And like, I'm really yeah. glad what we're discussing is also, like, a really upbeat kind of film. Yeah. And I think that will really help. Because it is... It's, it's quite sad what's mm-hmm. happening. And... I made a concerted effort not to send you a single thing. Thank you. Because you were on vacation and I was just like, I guarantee she, it's not, she's not deaf. <laughs> and like you're on, you're still on Instagram. You're still on Facebook. Yes. You're reading things, but like, I'm not going to be like, did you hear what the death toll is today? It's just not like, no. that's not fair. I did post about sending a letter to. You did. And I saw that. I saw that. So I, so it's hard to like, we can't just be like, so let's talk about the Middle East right now. Let's, 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 so what are your plans? So what are your plans? <laughs> what are your thoughts about it? I think, I think it's more just to acknowledge that like, this has been, I think, hard for a lot of people. And just, I, I think if you are, if you know Middle Eastern people or Muslim people or Jewish people, your Instagram and your Facebook are probably just yeah. inundated. So one actually question I wanted to ask you was because most of my friends and followers mm-hmm. are Muslim or South Asian. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to school with a lot of Jewish people. Yeah. So a lot of my Facebook friends are Jewish of the Jewish persuasion. And so it's very evident why my feed would be full of it. Yeah. So I was actually really curious to know, like, what is... What's happening on the outside? I'm seeing it from both sides. Yeah, so this okay. is my Instagram and TikTok are very different right yeah. now. My TikTok is more um, Israel focused and my okay. Instagram is more um, Palestine, Palestine focused. focused. And I think my Instagram, I have more friends that are like, I went to a high school where there were a large a of, Muslim population. Yeah. Um, I work with people who are yeah. Muslim. I'm friends with yeah, Muslim yes. people. Yeah. Um, and then on TikTok, I... I've followed down the rabbit yeah, hole yeah, yeah. of like Jewish TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I've it just about it, it just yeah. has. Yeah. So that's why I'm seeing more pro yeah. Israel videos there, and then pro Palestine yeah. videos on Instagram. So I'm get I'm seeing both sides yeah. of things. Myself personally, like I know you don't. I want to make it clear: you don't have to voice. You don't have to. Do you condemn the ex? <laughs> like I'm not gonna. That's not what this is. But I see both sides. Yeah, is yeah. what I yeah, mean to fair, say. Yeah. Like I. 
I'm not Muslim, so I don't have, like, a stake in that. And I'm not Jewish either. So, like, yeah, it doesn't exactly. really affect me, like, personally in that, in that way. way. But when I'm seeing both of these things, like, I can't help. Like, I, a lot of people are saying, like, there's no, you can't be neutral in this situation. You can't be neutral. But I honestly, like, it's not that I'm neutral. I just, I see both, I see how both sides are right. And I see how both sides are wrong about yeah. what's going on. And mainly how things are wrong. Like, this is just wrong, period. Yeah. yeah. Like, Hamas should not exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, that should not be a thing. Yeah. Also, like, Israelis, like, you have one of the strongest armies in the world. The world. But that doesn't mean you have to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I, I'm kind of stuck in the middle there. I don't know where I kind of land. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting how propaganda works, like truly, because mm-hmm. I follow some pages that I, I came to know for Run by Zionists, and yeah. I was just like, oh, interesting. I did not expect that. And instead of just flat out blocking them or deleting them, I've actually kept following them because I find it really interesting what they're posting mm-hmm. and where a lot of people who are, and this is, I think also to make a very clear distinction that there's a difference between being Jewish and being a Zionist. Yes. And not to, those are not the same thing. There's so many Jewish people saying, yeah, okay. And that's the thing, that there are so many Jewish people who are understanding what's happening in Palestine right now and are against it and clearly are aware of the circumstances. Zionists aren't, because Zionists are about Israel. And so I think you should be able to be critical of Israel. You should be able to call them out on their shit. And that doesn't make you anti-Semitic. Like, full stop, period. Just because it's a... It's a Jewish country does not mean that calling them out makes you anti-Semitic. If you're hating on Jewish people, that makes you Mm anti-Semitic. But there are, the Jewish community has truly shown that this is not a Jew versus Muslim issue. This is an Israel versus Palestine issue. And I think it's really important to make that distinction. I don't know where I was going with this. Where did we start? I, I had like a specific point I wanted to make and I just got wrapped up in... I think that's really important to, to point out though. But I don't know. There's just... There's a lot of like feelings and emotions and like I think it's like constantly there and like it's very difficult as a Muslim person and as a Muslim person who is largely friends with Muslim people, it's difficult to kind of look at something and understand if you're having real perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was going, that there's a lot of Zionists and all of their information really seems to come from an insular place. Mm -hmm. So like when people are posting things about what's happening in Israel, it's from other Zionist websites and IDF propaganda. I went on the IDF page Mm -hmm. on Instagram and it's fascinating. It's really, it's truly, truly interesting to see propaganda, like true blue Nazi regime level propaganda in like work in the in current and how people are like yeah and you're like wait do you not do yeah, you, know see, do you not know what 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 you're experiencing yeah because I'm not I'm not saying that nothing has happened in Israel and I'm not saying nothing like that that story doesn't exist but it's like you do realize that like all you the have st- a side in this as well you have a side in this and if you're just going to be posting things from other Zionists and other people there's no one from the outside and I think that that's the big thing for me. With the Palestine issue, everyone is commenting. And the people who are on that side, it's not, it really isn't just Muslims. Yeah. Especially now. There's a lot, there's Jewish people who are like, yo man, this is not cool. There's protests around the world. Have you seen like the pictures of rabbis protesting? Yes. And like Hasidic Jews and like Mm -hmm. really religious people who are like, you are co-opting our religion for evil here. Yeah. It's, and so to me, it's like, 
can you not see the difference between the information that's coming from Palestine is from all over. It's, you know, Doctors Without Borders and Human Rights Watch and the UN and like so many people are commenting on this, whereas all the information about Israel is coming from like two sources. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's kind of just like, how are you not seeing seeing this? Yeah. How are you not seeing this and how are you not trying to inform yourself a little bit better? That to me is wild. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's also, it's still, but it, like, it's also very hard to filter through all the information that is There's so in. much information, yeah. And, like, some of the things that I've seen on the Jewish TikTok is, like, trying to actually explain what the main, like, what, where the, the origin of this issue is. Because I don't really understand Truly, yeah, fair either, enough. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I'm not an expert yeah. in this whatsoever. But, like, a lot of them explain it, like, no, this is our land because we were here at this time. But then I'm hearing other things from yeah. other places. And I'm like, I don't know what's real. Yeah. Like, I, whose land is it? Yeah. Why can't they just. And I think the issue, the issue is there is a lot of misinformation. And I'll, I'll counter this with the fact that there's. I have seen posted by a lot of Muslim people, you know, boycott all these businesses, for mm-hmm. instance. And one of them, for instance, was Starbucks. And there has there's a history of uh, Starbucks being called Zionist and that they support Israel and support the IDF. And I have a, my mom's cousin actually works for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And she posted a, an email from the CEO to a family chat that we have that said, hey, I just want to clarify a few things that yeah. we don't have a political stake, that what's being expressed is not true. There's some stuff happening with like Starbucks employees unionizing and that union is supporting Palestine and they're... Starbucks is essentially suing the unions and they're oh, saying... Oh, so now people are saying they're anti-Palestine. But Starbucks is saying, we're actually doing this for the safety of our employees and the safety of our patrons mm-hmm. because there's a lot of hate crime going on. And I'm like, all right, I actually kind of understand. understand. And then at the end of the email, it was like, by the way, we just want to point out that we have multiple locations across the Middle East and we pulled out of Israel in 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff out there out out. so hard and people are so hard to filter and people are buying into it educated people who should know better and do know better are kind of just like i saw this post here it is yeah right and so i don't think that's misinformation about what's happening in palestine but it's easy to see how misinformation happens and how it spreads Mm -hmm. as well and i think it's really important that in times like this i really try when i post something i try to make sure I've looked into it and I've tried to post something and yes. I'm trying to be aware of the fact that like it's really easy for things to get misinterpreted yeah. or just be posting the wrong thing. Like I'll fess up. Earlier yeah. today I texted you. I was like, I'm so mad at 700 <laughs> celebrities for signing a letter in support of <laughs> of Israel. And then I actually read the letter. And I was like, oh no, no, they're addressing the things that they should be addressing. Yeah. I'm not mad at the celebrity. I was really, I was like really concerned because Kirsten Dunn signed it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, do I yeah. have to be mad at Kirsten Dunst now? But I don't. But I also think that, like, <laughs> I think this notion that celebrities need to speak out and that, like, I understand why people say it. I understand why actually people say celebrities should because that's a platform and you yes. are... A, they have clout. You have clout and that's the why... I have friends who are like, why is it a big deal? And I'm like, the reason it's a big deal is because they have, they do have sway. Yes. They do have influence and that's why it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But also, I get the hesitation in staking your entire career on an opinion. Especially because an agent at CA was recently fired for posting pro-Palestinian things. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Hollywood is very... Very Jewish. Jewish. Yes. Yeah. And... It was made by Jews. It was made by Jews. But that isn't to say that all the Jews in Hollywood 
are bad. bad. And I think that's really, really important to remember that I, I think there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of quick judgments yeah. and things that are like going out. And I think we just need to like reel it in and there is take bad a and, moment. There is bad and good everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. So it's just so hard to filter through those things. Yeah. And it's really, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, last question before we move on to something more entertaining. Okay. Does your family discuss this? As you can imagine, my family does. <laughs> my family, my friends. We, well, like, we were all on, I was on vacation yeah, yeah, with, with my family. family like, yes. extended family as yeah. well. And I only, just to be clear, the only reason I'm asking is because truly, mm-hmm. I don't know what the outside world is talking about. It's very, I talk about being insular and how, like, Jewish people and Zionists can be very insular. So are Muslim people. Yeah. You're only hearing your own voice over and over and over again. Yeah. You are an outsider in terms of that. So, like, what is the outside world? What is that conversation? Yeah. Yeah. I tried having a conversation with my dad about it because, well, my dad was very disappointed that he could not find CNN in Europe. Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, well. Like, actually, every night was, like, mad at that, like, I can't. I don't know how my CNN. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't be watching yeah. CNN right yeah. now. I tried to have a conversation with him, but he also, he I think he's very, he's like me. He likes to sort of be neutral in situations. Yeah. So he doesn't like partake in that. But on this trip, I was with two cousins. One is Canadian, one is American, mm-hmm. but both are in the army. Okay. And my American cousin was, who has now been discharged. He's mm-hmm. no longer with the army, but he did work at one point. He was like, thank He said, I'm glad I am no longer oh, yeah. with the army because based off of what Joe Biden's speech yeah, was, he okay. was like a, bit, a little bit concerned of like what they were going to be doing. And then my Canadian cousin who still is in the army is like a bit concerned about like what's going on and if he believes like he should be partaking okay. in what's happening. But um, they both are also very conservative. So, <laughs> but there's <laughs> that Despite too. being conservative, that's thing. a very, that's a pretty like educated opinion that like I don't know if I'm okay with this yeah we didn't get into it yeah deep but we also were on like a family vacation so I yeah of course that wasn't the time to be like hey guys yeah exactly yeah like shit's going down what do you think (laughs) here's the prosciutto (laughs) (laughs) they can't have that there are you pro-israel or (laughs) pro-palestine yeah Yeah. which one are you that wasn't that didn't come yeah that wasn't it yeah okay that's interesting yeah but I did on the, I told you about you this. You told me about yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> I was in the elevator. I was trying to go to the buffet, yeah. as one does. As one does. Uh, it was late at night yeah. and I wanted yeah. some food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this man and woman were in the elevator and the man was speaking about Israel and how powerful it is yeah. and how it's doing the right thing by defending themselves. Yeah. Um, I don't, what did I say? <laughs> I know I you said you. that you, the woman he was with, with rolled oh, her she eyes. she rolled her eyes, yes. Yeah. And... And then you looked at her yeah. and you were like, Israel is powerful. So, okay, but I'm like relaying your story. <laughs> you did say that Israel is powerful, but they're not doing the right thing. Yes, yeah. that is what I said. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's such a blur. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I said like, Israel is powerful, but that doesn't mean they're doing yeah. the right thing. Or no, I had said something before that when he was starting to get into it about like all the bad things that had happened. And I just said to him, I was like, you are correct. Israel is yeah. a very powerful nation. They have a strong army, but that doesn't mean they need to, yeah. to use them. And doing what they're doing is the right thing. Yeah. And then we got to the 16th floor, so I just went to the buffet. Yeah. But that man put bacon on his plate. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was Jewish yeah. or maybe he's just like not, you know, Yeah, but it kosher, seems like a lot but... of Americans 
like to support that side <laughs> well, regardless was, of whether they're Jewish or he not. He was European. Yeah. Everybody on this cruise was basically Oh, right. European. That's true, yeah. Like, it was a European cruise European line, cruise. too. Yeah. I will say this, though, Mita. Mm-hmm. When you relayed that story, it was the first time that you expressed a side. Oh, was it? I was not going to ask you again. You were on vacation, so I was not sending you things. Yes. And I was not expecting anything in return. And the only conversations we had were like celebrity shit. Like yes, that's the, true. the fact that Sophie Turner <laughs> unfollowed yeah. Priyanka Chopra was like one of the first. It was like in the middle of this. It was the first thing I sent you to be like, oh, I got to send me to this. She needs to know. But that was the first time where I understood, oh, I know now what side of the, where you're landing. Yes. And I. You appreciate it? I was it. a little relieved, but this I'm was not going to lie. The thing I said, to, I said this to you a few weeks before I left, like, I don't believe in an eye for an eye. Like, no, I you do. Like, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. not you believe yeah, in yeah. that. And I think both have done wrong. Yeah. Both are, are both, I understand both are trying to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. I think one is a, like, both, both have terrorist organizations involved. And that's where the wrong is. Like, yeah. there is good within there that has to overcome it. And I'm just hoping this Diwali, that good overcomes all evil. I'll be praying for everybody. Excellent. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> it's oh. November 12th. Everybody pray. November 12th is Diwali? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's approaching. There, yeah. That'll be fun Soon. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mita, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> I had to trickle in the Hindu. I know. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Because it's also going to come up future while we have this conversation. Because what did we watch this week? This week, Nadeem, <laughs> we watched the 2002 Best Picture winner, yep. Chicago. Oh my god. A movie I've never seen. Ever. Your first time, I hear. <laughs> yeah. Thank god. What a time. What a time it must have been for you. Can you give us a quick IMDb disco? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb describes Chicago as two death row murderesses <sighs> develop a Fierce rivalry while competing for publicity, celebrity, mm. and a sleazy lawyer's attention. Oh my god. What a salacious little IMDb logline. Yeah. Nadeem, right. I, I don't know if you know this. Yeah. I love Chicago. Yeah, I love Chicago, guys. And like I mentioned at the beginning, she talks about Chicago way more it just comes than up. any other movie. It comes up naturally. How? It appeals to everybody. I can't even remember the times I have brought it yeah, up. It's but a it, lot. it just, it really, like, Okay, you watched it. I did. Did you not think Mita Sambat? <laughs> I mean, because you've talked about it so much. Yes. It was hard to avoid, but... Song, dance, murder. Mita, we watched a lot of musicals. <laughs> Song, dance, murder. The murder was big. Yeah, I get that. But it's not a murder mystery. No, but I like murder. Yeah, you like death. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I like the macabre. So have you seen the musical, the stage musical? So, no, I've never seen, okay, like, a, a professional performance of it. I've seen clips on YouTube. Do you want to? I do and I don't. Okay. Because I, I think... Well, yeah, we'll get into yeah. it. I think what... I think Chicago as a film, and this is what I've heard from people who have seen yeah. the live stage performance. I've heard it's stronger as a film. It's stronger as a yeah. film. And I can totally get that Understand with that, what yeah. Rob Marshall did with this. Yeah. In terms of, like, what some of the songs are and how he shows you what is happening in like yeah. the musical of it all and then also what's happening in the real life of it a, a stage performance can't, do, can't that. do that yeah um the conceptualization so, of this is quite amazing yeah yeah so i i don't want to ruin that yeah. for me you know i want to hold on to like yeah. my love for it so i'll just watch some clips of like um a real housewife being roxy hart okay. <laughs> on youtube Fair that's enough. what i've seen and i don't like it yeah <laughs> yeah talk to me about chicago 
I will give my opinion, obviously, but like you have talked about this movie more than any other movie. Yes. So here's the floor. Okay. To I, say whatever you want about Chicago right now. I'm, the I, inevitable five-star review that is coming in. You don't know. I do. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Nadine. I just came back from vacation. Yeah. And we've mentioned it once or twice yeah. already. And I'm so glad this is the movie yeah. that we yeah. watched. What was the movie we watched when you came back from vacation? It was something. It was in the seventies. No, oh. so we ended with Midnight oh, Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. But what we came back to was like ordinary, ordinary people. people. Yeah. yeah, which probably wasn't like it's a fun boring. Movie. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm glad that this is what we got to go back into because I have been tired the last few days, and I'll be honest with you, I watched this today. Like, yeah, for, yeah. Before we recorded, I watched it yeah. all. And the second I put it on, yeah. I was just like, no, yeah, this is yeah. like it's just yeah. it's oh. It's so comforting yeah. for me. The moment that the it comes on the screen, yeah. there is like this just sense of like, okay, I'm at home. Like I'm, I'm going to enjoy the, the next two hours. It's mm-hmm. going to be a real great wa- ride. And in this viewing, I haven't actually watched it in a few years. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time I did and I can't. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. I've also watched almost 300 movies this year. So yeah, <laughs> yeah there's that. Yeah. But I haven't watched it in a while. And with this specific viewing, I was, like, noticing how fast everything was happening. Like, I literally felt like I just blinked my eyes and there was Cell Block Tango. Yeah, yeah. But I also was, like, anticipating Cell Block Tango because I know how it's good. And I think it's just gotten to a point for me where it's, like, I know all the numbers. I know the sequence of events. I don't think there's going to be something new that, like, attracts me. But I'm still very happy with what I'm watching. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen yeah. here i love the performances in this even the duds like yeah. i'm not a fan of richard Gere, no. but i still love yeah. it i just it's it's hard to remove those emotions like my happiness with chicago yeah. and to be critical critical i was just gonna it. say it's hard to be truly critical critical of yeah. something that i am passionate about yeah. i do however while watching it was thinking there's so much about this that I feel like Nadim is going to try to tear apart. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Um, what do you think I'm going to tear apart? John C. Riley, okay. which I don't think is fair. I actually think he's like a stronger performer okay. in this than what we know John C. Riley. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to say and I rebuttal? Or yeah. yeah? Yeah. Tell me how you feel about John C. Riley. I think he's one very strong actually. Okay, good. I really <gasps> actually I think yeah. he's very limited. I don't know if he deserves an Oscar nomination, although Mr. Cellophane is quite moving. Like you it's a very good it's a very good rendition and you kind of it it balances that line between being jokey but also like, oh, it's kind of like Rocky Randhava in that way. Like it really is that it like works. it that work it's like you're laughing at him, but you're kinda of, you're actually moved by it at the same yeah. time. So I actually think John C. Riley is really good. But better than Richard Gere. Also but also for Mr. Cellophane, that was a lot of his idea to do the clown makeup and really and that was John C. Riley. He, oh, wow. like, he has experience being a clown apparently. Yeah, I can he, see that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and he really wanted to do that in the number. Yeah. So like I there's a lot of talent there that I think was probably unrecognized before because, yeah. like, I'm great tra- voices. One well. was like Talladega Nights and stuff. Oh. That's how I yeah. know John C. Riley. And so when you see this, you're just like, whoa, yeah, crazy. Okay, yeah. So I thought you were gonna okay. hit yeah. on that. I thought you would hit on Queen Latifah. Oh no, I think she's great. You love it. I okay, really great. love Queen Latifah in this. She is again. It's a small role. Her song is great. Mm-hmm. Her boobs are really on display. Yeah. <laughs> 
Neither can you. When you're good to mama. When you're good to mama, mama's good to you. Yeah. But again, not sure if I agree with that Oscar nomination as well, but she's great. Yeah. And it's, uh, she really adds to that ensemble. Mm -hmm. She's actually, yeah, I really like her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Richard Gere was the one that I thought you were. Yeah, Richard Gere. But I was thinking about something while watching Richard Gere. I'll I'll let you say your part and then I have a question for you. So go ahead. Richard Gere is so bland (laughs) and not good looking enough to be as successful as he is. I'll say that. I don't think he has the like, for instance, someone like Robert Redford is not a great actor. Mm -hmm. But he's hot. And so that he, he's handsome. He's very handsome. Yeah. He doesn't have fine Brad Pitt's hotness. Yeah. He's very handsome. He's very charming. Yeah. Richard Gere is like like an eye job or a nose job away from just being average looking. Like he's yeah. very, very I think he's like the hot dad at the soccer game. Yeah. But he's not like he's not a sex symbol. He's suburban hot. He's suburban hot in that way. He's not a great singer. No. He's not a great dancer. He plays this. His tap dance is very good. There you go. <laughs> his tap dance is very good, but he is he plays the sleazeballness fine. But I think he's successful because of Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, that's yeah. my consensus as yeah. well. They really do lift him. They lift him up. Yeah, they're I, doing the work. They're doing the work, and those are skilled performers. Yeah, and he's just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. He's in a movie that he shouldn't be in. He's not qualified to be in that film. And it's evident, but the material gets him along. It's hidden well. It's hidden well, it's yeah. Hidden because this is really the first time when I've watched it when I'm like, oh, he's displaced here. Yeah. M- or miscast. Miscast. In this way. Because in the past, I've always been like, I love Billy Flynn. Yeah. But this time I was like, huh, this was a bit interesting. And who would have made a better Billy Flynn mm-hmm. is Dominic West. Interesting. Like, he, in that, like, five minutes, instantly is more sleazy and sexier hot. and, like, hot. Like, he ha- he uh, he has those things Billy Flynn is meant to have, mm-hmm. but Richard Gere just doesn't have the, like, gravitas to... He doesn't have the acting ability to bring that forward. I'm just having a hard time picturing Dominic West dancing. But, yeah. I- I'm no, sure I see he can... You know what I mean? Do you so- know who they considered? Who? John Travolta. But even that's a better option. Yeah. He can dance. John Travolta, because that's like a tamed down version of Pulp Fiction. Exactly. And, that and it's totally also, it's 2002 John Travolta. Yeah. Like we need to keep that in mind. It's not like. That actually would have been great. Really great. Or really even like great. Alec Baldwin. Oh, oh. Like a younger, yes. pre-Doc Because he has Donaghy. played that sleazy yeah. kind of lawyer. That's the thing. Like there are so many options and Richard Gere's just not. It's an interesting He's choice. Autumn in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen I've that. never seen it either, okay. but. It's just, but he's like, he's, just he's runaway bride. He's runaway know? bride. He's out in New York. He's just, Richard Gere is never going to be great. But one thing I was thinking, what is a worse performance? Richard Gere in Chicago, Russell Crowe in Les Mis. Really? I think yeah. Russell is. I th- I'm going to say that louder because I don't think I said no. it loud enough, but I think Richard Gere is. You think Richard Gere is worse? I think, I think Russell Crowe can't sing. Yeah. And I think that's. <laughs> In its place, and that's not Russell Crowe's ability. Like that's Tom Hooper should have been like, "Oh, you can't sing. I shouldn't cast you in this." this Yeah, but I think what Russell Crowe does with it is still a stronger acting performance. Hmm. I think Richard Gere can't sing, he can't act, and he can't dance. At least Russell Crowe can act. I think he does fine in the tap dancing, and that's that's like his main. That's his main moment. moment. 
but yeah. Because, I, well, actually, it's interesting, though, because in the past when I've watched, like, um, He Grabbed the Gun, I've yeah, always yeah. thought, like, Russell, Richard Gere is great in that. But this performance I was watching, I was like, it's Renee that's, it's like, Renee who mimicking, like, a mannequin. Yeah. Like, that's what's really selling us. And Christine Baranski. Christine, who, Christine Baranski. Like, that choreography, that off. set design is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... He, again, everything about Richard Gere, he's just along for other people being great at their jobs. But when I look at these two movies and I think of, like, Billy Flynn and Captain... What is he in Billy Mist? I don't know. Whatever Russell Crowe yeah. is. I think the Russell Crowe character is worse. But that's <laughs> also because Chicago is a stronger, stronger film, is a stronger film than Les Mis. Yeah. Les Mis is after... And Hathaway dies. Les Mis collapses. Yeah. She... Pretty bad. And not just because I Dreamed a Dream is as strong as it is, but Anne Hathaway is great up and... She's great. And then she dies. And then the movie's bland. It's like, who are these people? Who are these people? And you don't care. Like, you completely... I have no recollection of that film, aside from I Dreamed a Dream. Mm -hmm. But Chicago is good. Chicago is great. I will say that I turn this off. I th- here's my thing about Chicago. Yeah. And then we'll get to like best picture and all of that. I think Chicago starts off so strong. Mm-hmm. I would almost argue too strong. Oh. Because I don't, I think that moment, so what, you mentioned this before about how he, about how Rob, Rob Marshall has this way of weaving Broadway acts with real life world and he does it best in Cell Block Tango yeah. where you have this Broadway performance but the inmates talking about it at the same time mm-hmm. while they're living their life so you have this sense of how this is actually experiencing but how these dream sequences are meant to work yeah. and he really blends this the style is it's really amazing how he does it and you buy into it. Like, you understand what he's trying to do with Mr. Cellophane. Like, yes, it is a... It's kind of a a song about... Like, a thought song. Yeah. Like, it's a thought song that he's he's thinking mm-hmm. about his emotions, and it's expressed through song. But you understand how that's shot. And even, like, um, I think they both reach for the gun. That, too. But also when the ballerina is being executed. Yes. That... Again, it's it. another great sequence. Yeah. He really does that really well. And... Starts off right away. Starts off right away with all that jazz and the electricity and energy that he brings. He can't maintain it. I think... That's that's my... Yeah. I think it stays throughout the entire film. I don't. You know? I think... Where does it drop off? I think the very end is really weak for me. Mm -hmm. I think that last song and that last performance... Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't love the last song? I don't. I also Can I tell you how many times I fell asleep to that? (laughs) Like, I would watch it on YouTube and fall asleep. It was so nice to me. (laughs) I think it's... I think there's one thing about how it's performed, and it's great, and those are excellent actresses. Yeah. And... I think arguably Renee Zellberger deserved this over Nicole Kidman's nose. Yes. Because uh, Nicole Kidman has given other great performances and deserves Oscars for those, but The Hours wasn't it. And I think when Renee, I watch it now, I'm like, oh, Renee kills this. She, especially yeah. when you think about who Renee Zellberger was at this yeah. time. Like, people didn't know she could sing and dance. No. And, like, she, at this, had Bridget Jones come out? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Bridget Jones and Jerry Maguire. I think those were the two yeah. things that people are like, okay, like, she can do yeah. comedy and, like, a little bit of drama. But, like, she kills it really as Roxy. Yeah. And Roxy is a terrible character. Yeah, she's, she's a really like annoying character. A really annoying person. Yeah. She's not likable whatsoever. No. And Renee makes it approachable. And, like, 
not likable. I don't think that's yes, there. That's a very good point. It's not likable, but it's relatable. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure we all in our own time want that stardom. Maybe not stardom, but yeah. want that want something as much as Roxy wants yeah. stardom. And she plays it very well. And she plays the negative parts of it very well. But she also brings a level of vulnerability. Like when Roxy is being conceited and she thinks that she's untouchable and then mm-hmm. she realizes that a woman's been hung. Yeah. And she kind of switches. That fear and that vulnerability, it, I think it you comes out it. like, you feel it and you feel it in her. I think Renee Zellweger is excellent. And I think Catherine Cedar jones is excellent. Yes. And I think that performance is conceived very nicely. It's beautiful to watch. But it ends on such a, once the trial is done, essentially, mm-hmm. you're kind of just like, and now what? I think, and you really, you, this is, I think, where it kind of loses it for me. Yeah. Is I think you as an audience also stop caring about Roxy. I don't really care what's going to happen to her because while she has gained some of my interest, I still don't like her. I don't like Roxy. Mm -hmm. I have more sympathy for Velma and more interest in Velma. And so she kind of allows me, but I don't care what happens to Roxy. Is she going to get it? I kind of hope she doesn't actually become successful because she's been a pill the whole time. She did kill a man too. She did. And she has no remorse. And she has no remorse about it. Like, and so that end scene, it just feels very kind of like, it feels like it was trying to build to a big dance. And I also feel that part of me thinks I understand what he was trying to do is make the focus Velma and Roxy. Mm-hmm. But a big, you have these incredibly big choreographed scenes with like background dances and all of that. And we've just let it, left your climax to two people. There's something about it that just feels kind of like. But that works for me because. Okay. In this movie, and I think it's like one of the, like, I can't think of any of the best pictures we've won where women are really at the center mm. of, like, the film itself. Like, that makes sense to me. I want to see what comes of both of these women. Mm-hmm. And then to have them work together yeah. is satisfying for me as an audience member. You're right in that, like, I don't care enough about Roxy to yeah. know what happens. But when you get the scene where she's trying to audition for somebody yeah. and it's not working out for her, part of me is like, yeah, bitch. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, you killed a man. You like, they a man. don't yeah. care yeah. That's about all you enough. You were the Kim Kardashian of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't know if redeeming is the right word, but it's nice to see Velma come in and yeah. kind of, Velma saves the day. Velma saves the day, yeah. Like, okay, like, we both need this. You're going to work with me now. Yeah. I do want to see that. That is, that's okay. like a Thelma and Louise kind of moment. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting point. Like, I want to see Also, movie women. did not love. <laughs> yeah. You just don't like women. No. I just don't like women at all, and I don't like them coming together. I, and doing once the men leave, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> what are these people? What are these people? But no, I I want to see these two women come together and have that big performance. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it is a great number. They take guns, Nadim, and they shoot them at the lights, and it reveals Roxy and Velma, and it's grand and it's great, and it's all the things that I need. In yeah. my life. I love and it. So I'm not going to take that away from Don't you. Don't take you it away. You have that. Yeah. I do want to. I'm glad. I know you love this movie. Yeah, and you I... can like the life you're living. <laughs> <laughs> you can live the life you like. I also hate that line. I like truly hate it. Um, Are you going to marry Harry and mess around with Yeah, Ike? exactly. I do want to switch our attention. Okay. And talk about Best Picture right now. As one does. Because this was. 
the winner in 2002. Oh, wait. And there were four other films nominated. Crazy, you know? <laughs> Whoa. Crazy. Not nine? Not nine. <laughs> so we have, let's start with The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Yes. We have The Hours. Yes. This should be called The Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We've like 30 Rock. I, I love year. 30 Rock. Yeah. We have The Gangs of New York. Uh-huh. And we have The Pianist. Yes. Okay, so let's just dissect this list a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Two Towers was never going to win. So, technically, okay, <laughs> technically I've seen The Two Towers in that I went to the movie theater. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to the movie theater, but I was, wait, 2002? Yeah. I was 11. And it was a late night show yeah. and I fell asleep. So technically, oh, I, okay. like, I didn't, I don't know anything of the okay. movie. So I've been, I tried to rewatch it in time for today, yeah. but I didn't. So no, <laughs> fine, but yeah. like also you don't need it for today as much as you need it for, for next, next week. week. Yeah, there. that's really why. Yeah, I have watched. I rewatched Fellowship like, last night. Yes, I will do Two Towers and then I'll do. I have watched Fellowship now. Yes, yes. So, but you do have to watch all three. All three. Anyways, so that was never going to win. If the first one didn't win, everyone knew the Oscar was going to go next year. Yeah. it was like a two-year foregone conclusion. So this was just happy to be here. The hours is really just it's pedestrian in a pretentious way. I have not seen it since, like, I was in high school. Yeah. I did not like it. <laughs> I saw it again recently, yeah. and I was just like, this is pretentious drivel. It's really just, like, so full of itself. But it also was one of those movies where I lied to people yeah, and said, fair. like, oh, it was such a captivating yeah. performance. It's Meryl Streep. The <laughs> yeah. They should call this thing The Weeks. They really should. <laughs> then we have a movie called Gangs of New York. Did you watch it? I did not have okay. time. It's three hours It's long. three hours. I thought it was two, maybe. I have seen Gangs of New York, and I... Years ago. Yeah. And I saw it once in between. And I wanted to watch it again for this, but I had to prioritize fellowship. Yeah. Because... Because we need it. We, you week. need to actually watch that. I don't need to watch Gangs of New York. But from what I remember, it's one of his weaker ones, I'll say. Okay. And it goes at a time where I don't think Marty was doing as great. Okay. So I don't think he was going to win, and I think the hubbub was just Martin Scorsese. Also, like, Marty and Cameron Diaz? Is she good in it? Uh, Very average. Very forgettable. But then there's The Pianist. Yes. One of your... Is that one of your tops? So I rewatched The Pianist. You did. Because I've seen The Pianist... I saw The Pianist when it came out Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, and then never again. And I really liked it that time. And I was just like, all right. 20 years ago, I was very young. I was like 18. Um, in 2002, I was 11, yeah, so I you was were 18. 17. I was 17, 18, yeah. wow. So I was young, and I saw it, and I was very moved by it. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to watch it again. Because I watched Chicago, and I was just like, I had a very strong opinion about that film at the time. Yeah. And I just have never been able to watch it. And I was just like, here's an opportunity. It's also, it's it's a one and done. Yeah, generally speaking, it's a Holocaust movie. movie. It's not so a like, fun it's movie. It's not like a, it, you're not going to be putting it on the top of your blitz. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be. But... <laughs> I watched it again, mm-hmm. and I will say, Mitha, I will define it as the definitive Holocaust movie okay. over Schindler's List. Whoa. Yeah. Get Steven on the phone. I was truly, as a 40-year-old man, yeah. I was moved, and I was captivated, and I was interested. It is a phenomenal film. You're not 40. I'm almost 40. Okay. I'm, push- I'm pushing 40. <laughs> Sorry, that's what... That, that's what you took away. It is an amazing film. Yeah. It is really really good and i was trying because if you remember and you might not because you were younger i was i watched it not at that time but when i was in high school yeah yeah at this time so 
Chicago won Best Picture. There was a few different things that happened this year. It was yeah. an interesting year, actually. There's a few different upsets. Because the first one was there was the Best Actor race was really between mm-hmm. one Daniel Day-Lewis yes. for Gangs, Gangs of, of New York. York and one Jack Nicholson for About Schmidt. Oh. And then Adrian Brody won. Yes, and he kissed Halle Berry on the lips. Yeah, because no one expected that. It was an upset of upsets. I do remember watching this Oscars. Yes, yes. So this was also when America was at war war with Afghanistan. And so everyone wore black. It was a more sober ceremony. Yes. And then Best Director happened. And the expectation was that either Rob Marshall for Chicago or Marty for Gangs of New York was Mm going to win. And then in came the fugitive, Mr. Martin (laughs) Roman Polanski. Yeah. And won Best Director. Yeah. And... Created a very controversial, controversial moment. Who totally deserves that. Officer. Deserves it. I will. I will, agree st- with I will stand you. on a bandstand. Totally deserves it. Yeah. It is a. It is a. That's a harder and, film to make. I think emotionally. But I will say it is a harder film to make. It is a more skilled film. But what Rob Marshall does with Chicago <laughs> should not be underestimated. Yeah. It is, and he will never do better than that. Also, that's the thing. His first feature film. Yeah. Like I was, I looked it up after, and I was yeah. like, "That is wild, wild to have a yeah. successful musical." Yeah. You know how bad musicals yeah. can be. Yeah, really. We like, watched many of them. Yeah, <laughs> musicals can be the pits, yeah. and this works. It is all, and the thing about Chicago is it's all vision. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's it's being in a room full of creatives and being like, "This is how we're going to tell this," yeah. and people probably being like, "All right." I don't understand. Yeah. And then executing it and being like, oh, that's exactly what this should look like. There are millions of moving pieces. You don't know if everything is going to work when you hit action. But then to see the music, the song, the dance. Yeah. The The layered nature of how those visuals and that music and that those performances, the entire thing. It's really quite something. And it's such a feat to take on as a first time feature film director. Yes, absolutely. And he does it really well. He does it really well. Yeah. But Roman Polanski still deserves it. Yeah. It's the pianist is exquisite. It's really it is and why I think it's the definitive Holocaust movie is because it is Schindler's List without the sentimentality. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List is a great film. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a very important film. It's a movie about the atrocities of the Holocaust, but the pianist is about an individual. And so you kind of understand the the personal gain and loss and that emotional connection. You mentioned at one point you cried and I was just like, yeah, I remember there were certain moments. Yeah. I watched it once 20 years ago and I still have the visceral memory of when he, when they're, when they're, he's separated from two of his siblings and they come back. I was quite moved and I was still moved again. Like it, it's, it's a very, it's a very good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. And it's also interesting to have watched this Holocaust movie during this moment in time Mm -hmm. where we are experiencing another atrocity happening in the world and how there's a moment where I think America or Great Britain makes a radio broadcast and they're like, oh, finally someone's going to come save us. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, it's, yeah, like you don't. But there, it's not. It's not. It's not meant to be dramatic irony. It's almost just like I can see how people actually thought this was. It didn't feel like filmmaking. It felt like you were really watching the experience, real. yeah, of yeah. people. And I think it's just really sad to see that, like, the Jewish people went through what they went through and how truly awful it was, and how dehumanizing 
they were treated yeah and what what they were forced to suffer Mm. and to see that there is a sect of people who know that and who have that who have that lived experience and that lived knowledge and are putting other people now through that that same experience and i think if i was a jewish person i would be i would be really livid right now that someone was co-opting my experience and co-opting my trauma to cause trauma on other people. Yeah. Like, I think, I, I can understand why Jewish people are so angry because it's like, you are, it's, you're turning all that suffering and all that, all that the Jewish people went through during the Holocaust into nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it really, you are making it invalid almost. Yeah. So, maybe it's when I watched it. And maybe it's, how, like, the time. But I do think the pianist is... I, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't have to apologize. You're probably right yeah. in that, like, if you're looking at film, <laughs> if you're looking at film, like, yes, the penis is probably a better film. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at, like, what knocks the socks off my feet, yeah. I'm going to go to Chicago. <laughs> but I will say that, okay, so let's talk about how Chicago won. Yeah. In the light of such a big film and two major upsets for a film, I don't think anyone thought was going to get two major upsets. And the fact that a, a fugitive in America won an Academy Award. How do we think that happened? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein didn't... This is Miramax. This is Miramax, but the pianist isn't. Oh, wait. Is he both? No. I'm saying Harvey won Chicago. Oh, you think Harvey won Chicago? I'm saying Roman Polanski won. Won for Best Director the, the, over yeah, Rob Marshall. Yeah, over Rob Marshall, over, over Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. That, that is a really... How did that happen? Yeah. Because I think what I was going to ask you, actually, is like if The Penis was made today, yeah. I don't think Roman Polanski would win. I think that the back... like The, the backlash? Our woke culture... Yeah. Would be too harsh for I think him the, to actually be able absolutely. to Absolutely. And I think The Pianist is such an interesting example mm-hmm. of a film, of showing it's an exquisite filming thought. It's yeah. so good. And it shows a master at his work. And I really thought about this. I would rate The Pianist four and a half stars. Oh, yeah. I really, I was really taken away by it. And, <laughs> and at the end of it, I was just like, all right, I guess I love Roman Polanski. Because now two of his films are my all-time favorite. And here's a high-ranking one. Yeah. Like, I think it's there's something to be said about his ability and how he... He's he, very good he's at very his good. job. And whether whatever you think about him personally... Here's my thing with Roman Polanski. <laughs> Talk to me about Roman Polanski. <laughs> I Ooh, also, oh, uh, can I just also say one thing about Roman Polanski? Yeah. I think the reason The Pianist is also so good is because that man lived, lived through, through that... It. That is part of what I like. This sounds terrible. What I like about Roman is that he's able to take all these sort of terrible things that have happened to him and make art out of it. Yeah. Um, But also, since his arrest, like, has he... Shown remorse? No. Has he committed further crimes? Like, is he still sleeping with 13-year-old girls? I mean, we don't know that, but I don't imagine so. But I think we would know if he was. Like, I think that would be something. Well, if he was still sleeping with 13-year-old girls in France or wherever he's living, he'd be arrested. Yeah, exactly. And he has it. And I do think, like, with his situation, (laughs) it was very specific 
at that time. Like, I think it's a very specific story. The woman, the girl herself has come yeah. forward and said, like, it was consensual. Yeah. That doesn't mean it wasn't wrong, but yeah. it was consensual. Yeah. So I think, like, his is very gray in a sort of black and white world. Yeah. So I don't think he is somebody that we should, like, condemn yeah. in the He's way that... He's not even Michael Jackson. Exactly. You're right. He's not, like, Woody Allen where it's, yeah. like, it's your own child. Yeah. Like, this is someone that... And you're... it was continuous and it was prolonged. This yes. was a one-off incident that happened where... You're clearly lying about when a relationship had started. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, he is still with Sunni, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. There's a lot of questions. Whereas with Roman Polanski, it was a one time. Maybe you should have recognized that she was 13 just by looking at her. Sure, but then that was it. I also think it's easier to understand his trauma because of what he has gone. through. He has really gone through it, man. Like I don't. I cannot name. There are other people, but that man has lived lived through it. Yes, he's gone through. So. I'm not as familiar with his Holocaust story. He is a Holocaust a survivor. survivor. Yes. Okay. He, he survived. Himself. He escaped Auschwitz. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it's not small. Yeah. So that's, I think, also why the pianist rings so true, because that is lived in experience. He, yeah. lived he lived that. He is the person to make this film. He is the person to make this film. Not it's even Spielberg. It's not, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's, I think... He's European, so his sentimentality is a little bit less sentimental. And, like, and he's more colder. But <laughs> colder, but also brings emotion rather than sentiment, mm. right? Like those yes. feelings of feeling like being departed from your family and then seeing them join back together is not like underscored by music or dialogue. He's not going to make a black and white film with a red coat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But then also to have your pregnant wife murdered. By one of the greatest serial killers, greatest, one of the most notorious <laughs> serial killer. killers. Not ever. even, like, to be orchestrated by one of the, because he didn't kill yeah. him himself, but yes. Isn't there an argument that he did? I'm pretty sure he wasn't there that night. Okay. That that was the hard tra- part in convicting him, is that he, like, physically was not there. Oh, so right. how do you convict him for murder? Once upon a time, show that he wasn't there. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> your wife and your unborn <laughs> child. child. Are murdered. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. That's for a lot a of trauma to go through. Yeah, and to still exist. Yeah. yeah, and not that I'm trying to justify Roman. I'm just I I think there is a difference between Roman Polanski and Woody Allen. But what I will say in 2002, I don't think um, the generations of that time have the sort of woke sentimentality of like this person. Did one wrong thing. A 13-year-old, yeah. and so we shouldn't be giving them this award. And I think that's why it kind of goes yeah. through. I think if that was still there, then. But, because I think it is fair to assess that he is the best director of that year. Yeah. Like that is rightfully his award. Yeah. But I think it's it worked in his favor because we don't have culture that we have yeah. today. Which... Is it good culture? Is it bad culture? I mean, it's, just... it's bad culture. I mean, the... <laughs> I think so. I mean, to hold people accountable to wrong actions, I yes, think is fine. Is fine, yes. Yes. Creating cancel culture can be really yeah. negative in its tone. Yeah. But like, if you're going to say like Bill Cosby shouldn't be given anything. Yes. Yeah. Like, that, I think yes. that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes. Yeah. How did this win Best Picture then? Chicago? Roman, yeah. Because it is? <laughs> Remove your emotion from it for a second. Remove your emotion. Because clearly the Academy liked the pianist. You mentioned that. This is 2002. Yeah. So we're after 2001. Yeah. Um, the U.S. is in Afghanistan. Yeah. 
it's a very somber time for Americans. Yes. Lacey Peterson had gone missing and found yeah. dead. Like, there's just a there's lot, a of lot going on. Yeah, going on. And I think Chicago is a movie you're gonna go see at a theater. Yeah. You're gonna get your popcorn. You're gonna get your drink. It's a popcorn you're gonna, movie. You're gonna have a a razzle dazzle time. It is razzle. Fucking dazzle. You are yeah. leaving that theater. You are singing these songs. Yeah. You are signing up for jazz class. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you are signing up for jazz You're class. looking up. Like, I remember as a kid, like, looking up things about the 1920s because yeah. I was just so enamored with yeah. it. Like, and I think adults would have probably yeah. done the same thing. Did you thing. see this as an 11-year-old? I don't think I... I'm trying to remember. I remember watching it when, but I probably hadn't seen it at that time. Because, like, who's going to take me to the theater? Yeah. To see Chicago. (laughs) To see Chicago. But I think I saw it, like, maybe 13. Mm -hmm. And, like, I did not understand parts of it. Like, I didn't understand her affair a little bit. Like, I just knew that they were making out. But I didn't understand, (laughs) like, the sex The context, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I didn't, obviously, like, a 13-year-old doesn't understand some of the nuances in this movie or like even when Velma is talking about different things yeah yeah, that was not in my mind but I remember just being like fascinated with it and loving the song and dance because I also grew up with Bollywood and so I'm familiar with the song and dance yeah and it's just like it's a good time and I think this is probably what the academy was I see that we need something to cheer us up right now we've had like a a rough go at it. It was a, it was a, it was, it's a fun film that yeah. you don't have to feel guilty about. No. Because even though everything is, all the themes are very kind of laid out, nothing is very complex here, it still feels like an elevated piece of film. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key, is that this doesn't feel pedestrian. And yeah. all of these other options are quite dour if you look at it. Yeah, they're very somber. They're very somber options. And Chicago's just, it's fun. And it's, at the end of the day, still good. And just in comparison, like if you're looking at the year prior, you have the musical Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Which is not as approachable as Chicago is. Oh God, Moulin Rouge is not, not approachable, approachable at exactly, all. Exactly, right? Yeah. So I think if you, if they're thinking of like musicals in general, they're thinking like, we just came off this wild ride with Baz yeah, Luhrmann. Yeah. Like, oh, this is nice. This like, is nice. I can take my yeah. children to go <laughs> see this. Yeah. That, yeah. Moulin Rouge is a lot. Do you have sequel prequel ideas? No, Chicago, Chicago doesn't need, need a sequel, sequel or a prequel. Yeah. I don't need, like, I think the ending actually works. Like, I just, I know that they are vaudeville stars now. Yeah. Like, that's just what happened yeah. to them. They probably both become alcoholics. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, probably yeah. both die young. Yeah. Which is, you know. We're also or, getting, going to get to the 30s. So. Honestly, Roxy's going to kill someone else. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. And just end up in jail. <laughs> She's probably going to kill Velma. Do you think? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I prefer Velma to Roxy. Oh, me too. Yeah. 100%. Velma, I prefer Catherine Zeta-Jones just in life, yeah. period. Also, the other thing I really remember from that Oscars is her being like 100 months pregnant. Yeah, exactly. And performing <laughs> at the Oscars. Yeah. And I remember sitting there as a kid being like, what if she gives birth while performing this song? Yeah. She's also great in this film. She's fantastic. She's so good in this film, yeah. And you can tell... That she's having so much fun with yeah. it. You can tell the entire cast is having fun with yeah. it. That is very evident that, mm-hmm. like, they're enjoying their time yes. there. And it's not just because I did watch the behind the scenes yes. <laughs> of sure whatever was on the DVD yeah. of, like, making Chicago. But yeah. they felt like it was, like, summer camp. They got to go yeah. to musicals and stuff. There was one other thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, my God, please. This movie has blind casting in it, and it's not in your face 
Yes. Like Bridgerton. Or like, very, yes. very true, Mita. Yes. Like Lucy Liu. Yeah. As, first of all, okay, you always make fun of me for loving like blondes. Yeah. I love Lucy Liu she's, so much. She was, yeah. <laughs> she's That's outside a, of my normal. There was a moment where I was just like, would a black woman be in here? And I was just like, yeah, there's a strong chance a black woman would be in a jail. Like it felt. She could be the warden. She could be the warden. Yeah. And like Lucy Liu again. And again, I was just like, would there be an Asian woman? But I was just like, I don't care. Lucy Liu's killing this part right now. So yeah. it is blind casting without being in your face. It yeah. doesn't feel like. Tay Diggs doesn't need to be. Tay Diggs right? doesn't need to be block. It is well cast, and yeah, Tay Diggs doesn't actually need to be there at all. But I enjoy watching. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, I, I was just gonna say yeah. he doesn't need to be there, but there, he but adds. He, works. he adds spice to that, yeah. right? It's it's, and You're it like, doesn't. Who is this sexy piano player? But it, none of it feels forced on you. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt. It feels natural. It all feels very natural. Yeah. And I, I just appreciated that because I know you don't love Bridgerton. <laughs> I don't. I hate blind casting for the sake of blind casting. Casting, yeah. Which is what Bridgerton feels like to mm-hmm. me. This doesn't. No. Yeah. It all, it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you want to give me your five-star rating? <laughs> I'll just, sure. Why yeah. not? I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yeah. It is five stars Yeah, for me. of course it is. It's a movie that has, like, permeated my brain since yeah. I was a child. I know the songs. Yeah. I... May or may not have pretended to do the dance moves. Which in, ones? In my lifetime. The end sequence. Like, oh, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> Mita's a good dancer, by the way, so... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just want to Have you that. ever even seen me yeah, dance? I remember you did some, like, Odyssey in my, like, kitchen the other <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. I did some Indian classical yeah. dancing, and that's how Nadeem judged. You can tell. No, I can... I have rhythm. You have I, rhythm. Yeah, you can I, move, yeah. I know I'm, like... Even angry. my wife was just like, oh, you can actually dance. dance. Yeah. I can decently yeah. put it together at the club. There, well, I don't know if doing, <laughs> no, doing the end the the sequence of Chicago is the club. <laughs> I might have continue. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? Well, what I will say is sometimes I have so much energy at night. Yeah, I dance in my room, okay. and like this was definitely a number okay. that would be performed. Um, but yes, they have stayed with me for mm-hmm. the last twenty. What year? Are we twenty years. Twenty one years. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I was a baby. I was a baby too. Yeah. yeah. They stayed with me for 21 years. Yeah. That is quite an accomplishment yeah. in itself. I didn't know that this was Rob Marshall's directorial debut yeah. until today. Yeah. And I have to say, like, it's quite the accomplishment. I think his films after are yeah. sad. They're, they're none of them. None of them quite reach the caliber that yeah. he does with Chicago. But to. That this in itself is just such a feat to take a musical that which I think and probably theory is really good. Like it's obviously it's a Bob it's Bob Fosse, yeah. It's Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Yeah. You know, it's going to be good. Yeah. But in my mind, the movie is so good that the stage yeah. performances could probably never compare. And I think that is pretty Telling. amazing. Yeah. Like uh, the other musical that we both really loved is West Side Story. Yeah, And I thing. can see, I could, no, I could see a stage performance really? of that working as well. Okay. Yeah, there are nuances in this film that you just can't do on the stage. And it's really that juxtaposition, especially for this viewing for me, seeing the ballerina go through her yeah. execution and have it be like sort of this music musical performance of her being executed and the audience clapping. Yeah. In comparison to this gray, bleak, literal hanging of a woman. Like, that I don't think you can accomplish on the stage that you can in a feature film. 
And he does, like every piece of this really worked for me. Yeah. There isn't anything that I could nitpick or even wanted to. Yeah. Like it says so much about a movie when you just want to love it so much. Yeah. And you know that you do. And the performances in this are great. I didn't know Renee could sing. Yeah. She's not the greatest, but also Roxy is not meant to be like a great no, singer. No, I think she's meant to be very average. Yeah. yeah. And, but it worked. Renee works yeah. in this. Catherine Zeta-Jones works in this. Richard, we could have recast Yeah, him. we could have recast. But even though he's not the greatest, he does work well with Renee and Catherine. I think Rob recognized that. Yeah. And honestly, I think Rob Marshall probably had a crush on Richard here. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all the supporting, even the blind casting, yeah. that kind of, it, it just, it all fits and works. And we hadn't had a Best Picture musical since Oliver. Yeah. Which was 1968. Eight? Yeah. Like, that is such a, and I'm sure there were musicals in that time. But remember the choreography in Oliver? You really love it. It's real good, me though. But the choreography in this is it's great. great. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. just pointing out the choreography. In Don't knock Fosse. Really... Yeah, yeah. That's no, it's very good. Also, if this was made today, Michelle Williams is playing Roxy Hart like in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Who's playing Velma? That's what's really hard for me. Yeah. I can't figure that out. I don't. Well, Roxy. See, I can't think of who would play Velma. Like a vampy kind of. Maybe an Emma Stone? After Cruella? Yeah, she could. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I read, sorry, I just love IMDb truth. Yeah. yeah. Is they wanted Catherine Zeta Jones to have long hair. Yeah. And she said, no, I'm going to do the bob cut because I want people to know that I'm actually dancing. Like she thought if she had longer hair, people would think it was like. Someone in a wig. Oh, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Because she the dancing she is very impressive. She kills it. Yeah, yeah. She is so good in this. That really Oscar is deserved. Very warm. Renee yeah. should have been Best Actress. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I understand the John C. Riley nomination because when you think about who John C. Riley is and where he comes from. Yeah. I understand John C. Riley's more than I get Queen Latifah, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know why. But I'm happy Queen Latifah has an Oscar nomination to her name. Yes. There yes, you go. That hurts no one. We love you, Queen. Yeah, exactly. You are one. But yes, 21 years later, this still reigns true to heart to me. I know these songs. I know the dances. I know this. I know Chicago. And like, there aren't many best pictures that I can say of like, that still reigns very Mm -hmm. true for me and still like lies within me. And it's, it's a five-star movie for me. Okay. I don't know if you knew that. Shocking. It just makes you feel really good. Okay. And I love feeling good, yeah. especially right now. Especially right yeah. now. I and needed this. I will say that that was, I think, really nice about this mm-hmm. viewing, is that it is it is about murder, ultimately. Yes. And also based off of, like, somewhat true somewhat stories. Somewhat true stories, yeah. yeah. So it is, it's it's not, like, a happy film, but yeah. it's it's very... It is. Like, it is an entertaining piece of cinema. And it was really nice to watch something that wasn't garbage. Yeah. It's still... I felt like I was... You know, there is a feeling of, like, when you're watching something elevated, you do feel good about it. Mm-hmm. It's like eating healthy food. Yeah. Like, as a film goer, and you're watching so much, and you're consuming so much stuff, to watch something that is well made, it feels... There's a visceral feeling associated like, with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's going down. This is how good food tastes. This yeah. is how, like... This is healthy viewing. Mm -hmm. Chicago felt like healthy viewing. Especially now, it feels like I was watching healthy viewing, but I was still enjoying it at the same time. And so that it was a really nice thing to watch right now. 
And I'm glad we're not, we didn't have to watch something really dire, even though I did force myself to watch The Pianist, mm-hmm. which is exquisite. And if it wasn't for The Pianist, Chicago would have all my awards this year. I would truly say that, but I think The Pianist is just, it's real good. Yeah. It speaks to me a little bit yeah. more as a filmmaker, as a, as a, if my film aesthetic is a little bit more, I think, The Pianist, which is weird because I love Bollywood. I think you're Velma and I'm Roxy. Oh my God, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I hate that because I don't want to be Roxy. Yeah, I but know. I She's think annoying. that. But I don't think you're annoying. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm definitely more Velma. I do think the penis speaks to me more of my film mentality, but I do love it. I really like Chicago. It's really easily to con- It's really easy to consume. It is easy to see why during a war, ironic to like considering what we're going through right now, why someone was just like, yeah, man. I really liked that. Give it to the ladies. Give it to that. And I think that split also makes sense that someone was just like, this is the better movie. Yeah. The Pianist. So let's reward the director. The director. This famed director who has this history, who has made this masterpiece. Let's give him an award and let's give the movie that just made me feel really good another award. So I think that that split actually really makes sense. It doesn't always make sense, but I think this time it it really did. Mm -hmm. That ending for me is not so much love. I don't hate it. I think for me, it's a little bit more like, it just starts off so strong. Every frame of that beginning, every frame up until the end, yeah, everything about up until the end of, I think, all that jazz is perfection. There's like not a false note. There's not a false camera angle and edit. There's nothing wrong about it Mm -hmm. at all. And this isn't to say that like things... There is stuff. It just, the momentum, it keeps going. It moves. I do find it starts to slow down. And by the time the court case is done, it hasn't lost me, but it, the ending doesn't match the beginning for me. Mm. And that is, for me, that's important. And when I think of a movie that, and I think very few movies do that, if I'm being honest, the energy of the beginning matching the beginning energy at the end. Yeah. A movie like I'm looking at Lutero and my theater does to me. That, and that the way that movie starts it has that same, that arc still makes sense and it lands together, where Chicago, I don't think, does. It starts high. It ends medium, but it just starts so high that you want it to end on that and it doesn't for me. So I, for Chicago, I'm going to go with four. Okay. Yeah. I will allow it. (laughs) I was at one point contemplating three and a half, Mm -hmm. but that didn't feel authentic because it is ultimately at the end of the day, it's a very consumable film. Yeah. And that can't be discounted. Consumable and not, like, shoved down your throat. Nothing about this is shoved down your it's throat. Very... It's very confident filmmaking. Yes. And it's very... It also doesn't feel... It doesn't feel as flamboyant yeah. as I think it could. This is a... Like, it's a big... This could be grassy, very over the top. Very over the top. Very campy. Yes. That's the word. It is very campy, but it actually doesn't feel that way. No. And not to say that it's masculine or that it needs to be, but it doesn't feel as campy as it does. There's... It feels actually very sincere in its filmmaking. And yeah. it doesn't feel like it's leading into that place of, like, you know... And that's maybe why it isn't as... I, I think there's still it's it's still approachable to all audiences. I'm not some like butch man that needs to like it. Yeah. But I can see how someone watching this is because it is sexy. It's fun. It's fun, it's sexy, it is violent, it's sex, it's like all of those things. So it's easy to consume and it doesn't feel nothing about it feels offensive or hard to kind of watch. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think 
previously and like I think in the next few years as we're watching yeah. a lot of the films that we're going to be watching and have watched are so male dominated characters or characters also just like guys films you know like yeah even with american beauty in a lot of ways like yeah, it yeah. does feel very well, gladiator gladiator yeah. um we'll get there with like the departed too like yeah. everything feels very masculine yeah that's very true and this has two female leads yeah it is a musical. It is feminine, but it's not like girl. It's not frivolous. <laughs> it's not yes. Yeah. It's not frivolous with its femininity. Yeah. It's very strong feminine viewpoint, yeah. and it doesn't shove femininity down your throat or feminism. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't throw that. Yeah, even though that there is a lot. There's a lot actually. It's, it's meant to be very empowering. Film. Yeah, it is yeah. a great feminist film, but it's actually not. Shoving any of that it's in your face. It's not telling your men yeah. that they're wrong about something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you and I think why it works as such a good feminist piece is because these women are shit. Yeah. They're not good people. But so are the men. But so are the men. <laughs> Except for Amos. But I think that's the yeah. point is that like oftentimes women, feminist films try to show women in like very empowering Powering, or yeah. angelic. Even like Thelma and Louise does this. She's raped yes. and that's why it's okay to do this. Mm-hmm. Velma and Roxy are awful people yes they're not good people they're self-centered they're murderesses but it's still about female empowerment yes. and that's i think what works so well about it and it's also showing female ambition which yeah. i think is really important, important. for people yeah. to see yeah. yeah but yeah that chicago Legally Blonde Mita. does that as well we can finally <laughs> move on from this Mita. i don't want to i know can we watch it next week <laughs> no we have another movie for next week oh boy but Mita. yes we got a game to do before we then. Do. It has been five weeks since we have done this. Yeah. Four weeks, but still. Mita, what am I connecting? This week, Nindim. Okay. Okay, well, last week, you had me connect Memento. Yes. With one of your favorite films, yes. Gosford Park. Mita, Gosford Park is a five-star film. I haven't... I watched it two years ago. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. You want to watch it tonight? We'll watch it tonight. I'm going to go home. Um, <laughs> tonight, Nadim. Okay. You're going to connect Gosford Park okay. to another film that was released in 2002. Oh. That has uh, it has appeared in recent times. Oh. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Ooh, Mita, that's a stretcheroo. Okay. I figured it out. Okay. Okay. Your timer. Wow. Yeah, I know. Your timer starts now. Okay. Oh. No, no, no. You can't sing while I'm doing it. Gosford Park starts Clive Owen, who is in Closer with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was in Larry Crown with Tom Hanks, who produced My Big Fat Greek Wedding. There you go. That's a way to do it. Can you say it again? Yep. Gosford Park starts Clive Owen, who is in Closer with Julia Roberts, who is in Larry Crown Crown. with Tom Hanks, who produced My Big Wedding. That's what I didn't hear. I was like, what movie? (laughs) There you go. That's a way. Thank you. Nice. Okay. Do you want to know how I did it? I would like to, yeah. Okay. Um, I wrote Helen Morton, but (laughs) Helen Mirren. (laughs) Helen Mirren is in Gosford Park. She is. She's also in the film Hitchcock with Toni Collette. Okay. Who is in a movie called Connie and Carla with Mia Bardalos. Okay. Who is the star writer. Did she direct it? I think she she directed it. She produced uh, My Big Factory. My Big Factory. Yeah. I'm really impressed I got that. Did, as quickly as I did, yeah. Because <laughs> I was just like, what do I know about Nira Vardalos? Nothing. But I do know that uh, Tom Hanks produced. Yeah. 
Is it Tom Hanks or does it, does it meet her Wilson? It's both of them. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Rita can produce without Tom. Tom, yeah. I don't think she, <laughs> I think she has the clout to do anything, really. Sorry to put that on you, Rita, yeah, but, but I think we both know. It's true. Yeah. All right, Mita. Okay, Nadim. What are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching the 2003 Best Picture winner, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King? Yes. Okay. Yes. Number three in a trilogy. Yes. Also, uh-huh. the first film to do this. To win? No. <laughs> to be a the, to the, be continued. Oh. This was the first series to do this. To for the third like to have an entire film split into three parts. Lord of the Rings is essentially one ten hour film. That's how he that, sees it? That's how it's it was filmed that way. Oh. Okay. It was filmed. Oh, as, really? Yeah. This wasn't filmed over three years. This was filmed over like a it was filmed over like a year as one giant film. Oh. And then edited to be three films. I did not know that. Yeah. Because I was like, The Godfather and The Godfather, but yeah. No, it's not. No. This okay, is this yeah. This is very different. Yeah. And the first film to essentially be like part one, part two, two and part, part three, three coming out three different years. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Lots to talk about with Lord of the Rings, I think. Yeah. Lots to watch with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. But that's all for next week. <laughs> yes. Mita? Yeah. Sing us out. Okay. And all that jazz! She doesn't sing it as well as Catherine Zeta-Jones, though. No. No. I was doing it as Catherine. Weren't you? Yeah. The end? I was doing... I thought you were doing that moment where Roxy pretends... No, 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 no. I don't want to do it from Roxy's standpoint. I do love the beginning of... Come on, the town, my Boom, boom. And all the jazz. <laughs> dancing poorly right now. Thank you so much for I'm listening. I'm sitting down. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. He's returning, bitches. Have a lovely week. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our litter box at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.